Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, the appearance psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world-leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Nadia. I'm Jade. And I'm Bruna. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the topic of what it means to be a teen with social media during COVID-19 and the impact this can have on their health and body image. Great start. And if you haven't already guessed, we're doing things just slightly differently this time. Yes, we are. And it's a little emotional over at Car Team Podcast because this is Jade's last episode. I can't believe it, Jade. You're leaving us. Yeah, I really don't think it's quite sunk in yet. Over five years of podcasting with you, Nadia, and and over a year now with you, Bruna, as well. It's just been amazing. I know. I can't believe it, honestly. And I sometimes get a bit overwhelmed thinking how many people around the world are listening to us on a monthly basis, which is which is really, really exciting. It's something I've been I've been really proud of over the last five years working with you, Jade. Um, but I'm curious, what has been your favourite part of doing a podcast? Uh, there are just so many. It's actually really hard to kind of pick out some some key highlights. But I think I look fondly on all the times, Nadia, that we were in the dungeon room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call it the dungeon room and the flush would go and we'd have to just stop recording and wait for the flush to trickle down. Yeah, quick for context, this dungeon room, it was at, at the University of the West of England. It was in some kind of weird basement. We just were trying to find a quiet room where there weren't lots of, there wasn't a massive foot flow. And uh, there was a bathroom, though, very close by. And every now and again, someone would be using the bathroom and the walls are very thin. Exactly. And um, the bicycles as well were right next door. So anything that happened at the end of workday was just a no go because mm. everyone would be taking their bicycles out. But yeah, we we persevered. We're, we're here. I know uh, we could have picked another room, but that <laughs> I know. No. we used to like call it the dungeon, but I think we grew fond of it. And that that time as well that we did the live podcast special duo for the pint of science with professors Di Harcourt and Nikki Rumsey. That was amazing. Um, and also just getting to talk, like you just said, Nadia, to all the people. I think I I would never, ever feel comfortable to casually email um, someone, you know, like a, a, who we always kind of read about in this body image world and say, hey, fancy a quick chat. Um, <laughs> so getting to do that has just been amazing. And also really growing as a podcast host and friend with you, Nadia, and then getting to bring you, Bruna, on board. As we as we said before, we went to school together and it's just been amazing to get to work with you, Bruna, as well and see you grow. I wouldn't change any of it for the world. Oh, thanks, Jade. And big thanks to you because you trained me up and you taught me about how to do this whole podcasting thing so yeah you've been you've been the best thank you yeah and as you know Jade we've spoken about this before I'm very much a delayed processor so the tears are not coming are not here yet but they they will do because I just thinking of those five years that we've spent together doing this it's been such a really like it's been such an important part of our world of work as well so um, I've always been yeah I think and I just always appreciate your optimism and enthusiasm I think I'm definitely the more like overthinker self-critical one and you balance that beautifully so I'm gonna really Aww. I'm gonna really miss that 
Oh, this is beautiful. Thank you. My head will not fit out this door in a minute. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds a bit like an award winning speech. I'm really reflecting on this process has been so amazing. And and I just also want to take this time to thank the listeners. And Nadia and I wouldn't have kept going in the earlier days if it wasn't for all the listeners and the support that we had. So anyway, less of that and more of what we're actually supposed to be doing on this monthly episode. Shall we get started? Yes, let's. So getting into the episode, according to data published by Statistica in 2021, a staggering 61% of Gen Z and millennials in the US were watching more videos, more content on social media during the pandemic. Right. And this is because teens, just like everyone else, for a large chunk of their time, were, of course, unable to go outside and socialise so turn to their electronic devices to provide some kind of entertainment and ability to kind of socialize and interact with other people even more than outside of kind of pandemic life. Yeah exactly and whereas previously parents would say things like you know get off your phone get off your devices go outside socialize with your friends or the teens go into school and engaging in active learning outside of the the sphere and world of social media this was just no longer as straightforward as it used to be. Yeah definitely and we know from the research that there is this big association between social media and negative body image. And this is highlighted in a review by Jasmine Fadouli and Lenny Vartanian in 2015, which really underscores that link between social media engagement and negative body image. Right. So not ideal for kind of the increased dependence and reliance on social media during lockdown. Yeah, and this kind of um, relationship between increased social media engagement and increased body dissatisfaction is also driven by the social comparisons um, that us as adults, but also teens often make. So that's when viewing an image on um, social media and comparing yourselves um, to the lives of relevant others as social media does like peers and friends which psychologists say may be worse than viewing traditional media like the like tv and magazines yeah so that social comparison piece is really important and then it's like we've got that complexity though with social media so it's not just saying like you can't use it because social media is still that huge avenue and means of communication um and when we're thinking about it in the context of the pandemic, there's a lot of like health information that's getting shared to the general public, including teens. Yeah, and I guess as well as kind of information around health and public health, teens may have been turning to social media and their online sources as a way to seek support for kind of body image concerns. Yeah, especially if they don't have that kind of in-person um, seeing peers or maybe a school contact that they would traditionally go to. Mm. And so without a doubt, this is an important area of focus. And with social media, as you said, Nadia, it is not slowing down anytime soon. And it is really prominent in the lives of teens. Research in this area is clearly vital and has the potential to impact the lives of teenagers. Agreed. And on that note, I think it's a good time to introduce our guest. Nice segue, Nadia. So on this month's episode, we have Sabrina Meacham, who's a PhD researcher here at the Centre for Appearance Research and is, of course, a great friend of ours. Sabrina started her PhD here at CAR in October 2018 and less 
just say that she didn't quite plan on her PhD focusing on the impact of COVID. Of course, none of us saw that coming. Um, but as we have all recently realised, plans change. So today, Sabrina is going to be telling us all about her PhD, which is currently titled Understanding How Social Networking Sites Influence Adolescent Body Image. And as we've said, focuses a lot on the impact of COVID. Great. Let's go. Hi, Sabrina. Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast. It's great to finally have you on. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure and also very fitting that it's my final episode, as we mentioned to the listeners, because having you, a good friend, on the podcast is is just, yeah, great. And just for our listeners, um, Serena, you are a PhD student at the Centre for Appearance Research and, well, we've lived, been working in the zoo intermittently during the pandemic um, for those of you that don't know what the zoo is, please check our previous episodes where we discuss in length what the zoo is and uh, give you a bit of an insight into our world. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about your PhD. And to get us started, I'd like to ask if you could begin by telling us a little bit about your PhD and what it is and what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Jade. So I am doing a PhD at the Centre for Appearance Research, as you said. And my PhD is looking predominantly at social media and how adolescents use social media and how this might impact on their um, well-being and their body image and their behaviours. Um, so over the three years, um, I've done a number of different studies uh, which has explored this. Um, and thanks to COVID, um, we've had a little bit of a hiccup um, and... A little bit. A little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Um, and thought this was a really exciting thing to explore um, because it's a, a really unique time that the adolescents are going through um, and it was really important to explore that. Definitely, yeah. And I think l- thinking about why it is important, n- not just COVID, but thinking also about the the risk factors and how social media might play into that. Is there any kind of um, yeah research and un- understanding from the literature that you've drawn upon in your PhD about um, why it's important to study this topic? Yeah, exactly. So we know that um, during times of isolation, that really impacts people um, from research with elderly people who are most commonly um, explored with isolation. We know that it can affect um, how lonely they feel, um, even things like it can affect their actual health, their, their physical health. So it's really something that we need to explore in younger people because we're not used to them being in an isolated situation. But also we know that social media has a big impact on how we see ourselves and our mood, um, things like loneliness again, which in some ways it can it can help, but in some ways it can make it worse. Um, and so looking at these things together is really important. And it's something that we don't often have a situation where we can explore them properly. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like you say, it's quite unique that the pandemic's happened. So it's great that you're researching this and something's quite poignant, especially for this age group. And and so you've done a number of studies, as you said, to explore this within the PhD. So what kind of are the things that you explored within these studies and what are the key findings that have come out? Yeah, so I've looked at a couple of different age groups. Um, We've looked at some pre-adolescents and explored how they've used social media because there's not a huge amount of research that's out there that's looked at people under the age of 13 and how they use social media Mm -hmm. because 
a lot of websites you can't use at under 13. Um, so that's not really explored. So that was really interesting to look at how much they're using it um, and how it might be correlating with or how it might be influencing how they're feeling. Then we've also had a look at some research with some older adolescents, especially in COVID, and we've done a qualitative study. So I've done some interviews with them and looked at how they're feeling during COVID, how COVID itself is making them feel, and then how their social media use was during this time and uh, how this might have interacted with the, the isolation that they were feeling. Yeah, very interesting. And What do you think are the implications or the overall impact that this research that you are doing and the findings will have? Yeah, so there's loads of um, implications. So for some of the research in COVID, um, this is showing us how how much of an impact being distanced and isolated from friends um, can be, but also how what the impact of being at home with family during your adolescence years is, uh, because that's also a really tough time when you're meant to be trying to push boundaries and discovering who you are and you're stuck at home with family. Um, so that was really um, important to look at um, and can show us a lot about adolescent development and how... Um, social media is important during this time um but also having a look at how young we start using social media how how pre-adolescents are using social media and how it's impacting them um at that young age is also really important so that we can get media literacy interventions um at an early enough age to really be um, making a difference yeah i think it's really important as well because as you said earlier about these social media platforms are typically Uh, for people over a certain age and yet we still have an understanding that this doesn't necessarily mean that they use it post that age obviously um, that's the the idea but they typically can use it and the research shows earlier than that age group so it's important to know what implications they're having. Yeah exactly because the implications aren't necessarily the same um, especially compared to adults who didn't grow up with social media People that are, um, you know, 10, 11 years old, they've grown up with social media around them the whole time. Um, And so they have a very different knowledge about how they could use it and how it might be impacting them compared to adults, which is where we see most of the literature at the moment. Yeah, and I'm just thinking on that note as well. I'm sure parents will be very interested in this too, because like you say, certain parents from different generations would have had various different comparative experiences with social media compared to the the younger children now and it is a very different world in that sense so I'm sure they'll be interested in understanding the impact that this is having on younger children their children yeah exactly it was really interesting as well to see how how much adolescents seemed aware of um, how they could control what they were seeing on social media and what they could do in order to stop um, comparisons and things like that. I agree because there is also a a bit more understanding that younger people have more awareness of, uh, like you say, social media, what yeah. when they're using it, the influence that it might yeah. have. Um, but equally, there is still that idea that it does have a massive impact and it's yeah. important to understand what impact that's yeah. having. Yeah, they do seem to have a much a better awareness of how they can use it differently um, to help them feel better. Um, Like they know that they can unfollow people. And I feel like a lot of people our age still don't really twig that. 
Yeah, I, I suppose we can learn a lot from them ourselves yeah. in some ways. Um, no, it's really good, really good points. And what do you think are important future directions or next steps? I know we mentioned things about parents, but also schools might be interested in things like this and how to navigate the world of social media themselves with children. Yeah, so we're really... Um... There's, we're really lacking in the literature um, in some longitudinal studies in younger people um, to really look at the direction of these associations, what part social media is really playing um, in all of the findings that we have. Um, so more longitudinal research is definitely needed with younger people. Um, but also, I think it's really important to explore properly the differences between how adolescents are understanding and navigating social media compared to um, like their parents um, because that's something that came up in um, my qualitative study um, that I thought was really really interesting and to see that they do seem to have so much more awareness of how to use social media um, it's really important that we're properly exploring the differences between how adolescents use social media rather than just assuming that they're going to be impacted in the same way that adults are. Mm. And of course I'm just thinking when you're saying these things, the social media moves so quickly, it changes and adapts so swiftly. And it's really tough for parents, research, everyone to kind of keep up. Whereas the younger generation, every time, are more used to whatever is being developed. And then there's a lot, like you're saying, we can learn from them to to understand how to maybe navigate and help a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Like there's different, especially TikTok is so new now. Well, it's not that new, but um, it, it's new for our generation. Like that's such a new social media for us. But um, for younger people, that's it's it's been around for so much of their time on social media that they probably use that in such a different way to how we would. Um, like they'll use that for um, even like getting, following influencers and feeling like they can get sort of like health knowledge from them they'll trust them because they're more approachable rather than um, maybe like an NHS website and something like that um, and that's really interesting to see how that changes and how we can use that in a really positive way yeah really good point and really um, helpful way of framing it as well of this is something that they engage in how can we frame it in a way that is positive and I just kind of just a quick question that came up when you were saying these things. I wonder, did anything come out? This is my own interest right now. If the listeners are interested, great. Um, anything that came up about variances of the different types of social media platforms? Did did anything come about like how they might use YouTube versus WhatsApp versus Instagram or TikTok? So I didn't do a huge amount of exploring and how they use the different ones because social media does change a lot yeah um, and so trying to go down and explore one in particular um just means that the research can get quite outdated quite quickly um but we did find that girls are using snapchat a lot more than boys um mm. which is really interesting because we know that photo related behaviors um also have a bigger impact on our how we see our ourselves and our body image um and so the fact that girls are using this a lot more um, is something really interesting because that is a predominantly selfie-based app. Yeah, very interesting. And yeah, kind of like plays into the self-objectification side of um, putting yourself in an image versus things like WhatsApp where it's a bit more text-based. Yeah, um, Yeah, really interesting. 
Right, well, <laughs> that was my kind of question that came up in my brain there. Um, and there is one final question that we have for you, Sabrina. I'm sure you're looking at me. We are in person, by the way, if you're wondering. Um, <laughs> smiling, because you know what question I'm going to ask. Every week we have car coffee, which actually it's a Thursday, so we have just had car coffee and some very delicious Anzac biscuits. But Anzac biscuits aside, what sweet goods are you going to bring to our car coffee? Okay, so I knew this question was coming and I still (laughs) didn't prepare for it, Um, which is a shame because I love sweet things. So I would bring everything I possibly could (laughs) if I could. Um, But... I mean, I know brownies are mentioned all the time, so I'm not going to say brownies. Um, I make a, I think you've had this before, Um, it's a vegan cake, so I don't eat dairy, so I often find it easier to make vegan things. Um, And this is my vegan silken tofu cheesecake. Um, And it's kind of a really, a really easy, quick recipe to make. And it tastes so good, so chocolatey, and everyone's always surprised that it's made of tofu. And so that's definitely what I'd bring. Yeah, I have had that before and can say it is delicious. Would recommend. Um, if you are interested in the recipe, then we may put a link in the show notes, but we'll d- that'll be on demand. <laughs> I'm sure we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you once again, Sabrina. It's been an absolute pleasure and it was lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely interview. And it was so good having Sabrina finally on the podcast because she's been such a huge champion of the podcast. Like she's supported everything that we've done. She listens to every episode. So really great to have her on as a guest. And her work is so important. Right. And I love as well that she's focusing on social media as a whole and different platforms as well um, versus just Instagram or TikTok because, you know, we know that there are many different platforms and there's lots of differences between those platforms but also a lot of similarities so it's so great that she's able to consider kind of the role of social media more broadly on teams yeah definitely and i could not stop salivating when she mentioned the vegan sulcan tofu chocolate cheesecake that was a mouthful but delicious it is a mouthful it's a mouthful (laughs) in words and in reality and um it took me right back to the moment I got the chance to to finally have a little taste that's so funny I'm like hesitating because I am very confused about tofu in a cheesecake but I will means I just need to try it to to then really be able to appreciate it um but on the topic of cake jade given this is the last time you're you're hosting with us I think this is the perfect time to ask you what you would bring to car coffee do you know what Nadia for years years we have been doing this <laughs> and not once has anyone thought no one's asked us and <laughs> getting what? out the violin yeah, I I'm ready my violin is here and and you know what I have now I've been asked now you've asked me everything's gone out my head I'm like what what can I bring what can't I bring um yeah well I'm just trying to think what you actually have bought to car weekly as a as a cake I don't I don't um you know some people like you can really associate them with a particular genre of cake but no, you you've um you've definitely highlighted something there and that's that I try and escape it on many an opportunity <laughs> um oh, sorry I don't mean to put you in it yeah, yeah classic Matt Ridley if we link back to that episode when I asked him and I was like when you bring one yeah <laughs> but I would say if I could the one that now you've given me a chance to think thanks the one that I actually um can't make 
And believe me when I say I've tried to make this and I failed and that comes with a very funny story. But I would um, bring a Portuguese dessert called Salam de Chocolat. Bruna, that's my Portuguese there. Um, very good, very good. Thank you, which you know what I'm talking about. But it's hard to explain what it is. Basically, it's a chocolate dessert with digestive style biscuits and it's served cold like a rocky road. So I don't know, Bruna, you help me out on this one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you've got you've got the description down. As Jay said, it's kind of served in like slices. I think it's great. I'm biased. Um, and yeah, don't be fooled by the name. It doesn't actually have any meat in it, even though it sounds like salami. Um, so yeah, try it out if you can. I recommend. So I was going to say, what's the translation for salam? Sala- salam in Portuguese means it's more kind of the form of the cake because it's like a okay. like a log. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So I think that's why it's called that. But we do also have the word for salami, but we just know. We just know when we're talking about cake or when we're talking <laughs> about meat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does translate to salami, doesn't it? But it's not it's not about the food, it's about the shape of it. The but shape. Yeah. Yeah. Got um, it. Little bit of detail there. And actually, Bruna, last time you went to Portugal, you um kindly brought back some salam and you gave me some which was a real highlight of my year (laughs) good friend good friend points there so um if I could I would fly to Portugal get some salam for car coffee and bring it back it'd be my honor but I'd say no promises that it would wouldn't all get eaten on the way back to England well now I'm expecting it so (laughs) uh, I I want a date and a a full-blown commitment Okay, I, uh... well, I I'm going to Portugal hopefully this December, you guys. So maybe I'll make mm. uh, I'll make a point to bring lots back, Jade, for you and for you to give out. How's that, <laughs> Bruna? I uh, I can't take the credit, but I will eat it. Thank you. Yeah, you just <laughs> eat it. Yeah, don't worry about don't worry about the rest. Just eat it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for asking me that question, Nadia. I uh, cannot wait. But basically, I think that's all we have time for. Yeah, it is all we have time for. It's the end of this episode and sadly the end of an era. Jade, it may be the end of our co-hosting podcast era, but it's not the end of our friendship. So no. I, the tears, are, I'm holding back the tears now yeah. because I know we will we will be in touch. I know we'll we'll raise a toast to us when we get to see each other next. So yeah, cheers to us and cheers to you both for being great great podcast buddies but also the bestest of friends <laughs> oh cheers to you jade and best of luck thank you and i feel we need to say a big thanks to you jade on behalf of car on behalf of us as the podcast team and then on behalf of all of our podcast listeners i feel sure for bringing so much positivity to the podcast for bringing so much information for doing so much research going in um, a big big thank you to you And then going on to this episode in particular, huge thanks to Sabrina for joining us on this episode. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners, for listening and tuning in to Appearance Matters, the podcast. For tuning in and listening to Appearance Matters, the podcast. The podcast is going to continue. We are still going to be a monthly production, so that's still happening. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to share, rate and review. It really does help other people find the podcast and it gives us a little boost it really does and remember you can keep up to date with our center's work on facebook instagram and twitter all the links are in our show notes as always until next time 
Bye. Bye.